Hi, Jessica. Good to have you on the podcast. Hey. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. <laughs> so uh, could you please tell our audience what you're all about, what you're working on, and, uh, and so on and so forth? Sure. Uh, Jessica Dupart, as she said, a lot of people know me as Judy uh, from social media. I am the CEO of Kaleidoscope Hair Products and many other things. Currently, we are working on expanding our distribution, expanding our SKU line, and making our brand into a bigger brand than what it is today. Got it. So uh, before we talk about marketing, business, growing and scaling a business, because uh, a lot of business owners are listening to this, um, could you please, I know you shared your stories on multiple occasions, but um, I think for everyone who isn't uh, familiar with your brand and what you're all about, I think they would love to hear your story. So uh, could you please share with us, like, how did you, uh, yeah, how did you became a successful business owner? Sure. Um, started off really young doing hair. So I wound up pursuing um, hair as a full-time thing. I became a professional stylist in 20, 2001. Yeah, 2001. From there, uh, I added products. Somebody convinced me to say, hey, you know, why don't you add products? And I kind of fought them back and forth on it. I felt like I didn't know the, the value of it at the time, which I can honestly say today I definitely didn't. Um, <laughs> I, I, I learned social media. I learned how to leverage social media. I took all of my creativity, like everything that I've had built up in me since I was a child and just spewed it all out as an adult in um, different kind of marketing. Uh, we are known for disruptive marketing. We do remakes of music videos, remakes of movies. And um, yeah, I maximized my visibility socially by relating to the customer, fully understanding my demographic which I didn't even know was a thing, but, you know, <laughs> didn't study it or anything, just kind of learned it along the way. And I'm sorry, so, uh, animals moving around, I have six dogs. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so basically, did you, like, stumble into, like, owning and operating a business, or was it, like, a long-term plan that you had? My father was an entrepreneur, um, so watching him... You know, he got to pursue everything he wanted to in life. Watching him, I always wanted to be a business owner. I never I never tapped into retail, though. For me, I just wanted to own a salon. So I did own a salon. I added products to it. And then I had to retire as a hairstylist is because the, the retail side of it was taken over so fast. It needed all of my attention. So no matter how much my clients were trying to convince me to stay, no matter how much I love and had a passion for actually styling hair and the connection that you have with the customers, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Um, so, so I think uh, for everyone who is listening to this, I think they would like really, really love to hear like, because I think you mostly used uh, or leveraged social media to get your business off the ground. And um, I think there are so, so many people that might be listening to this who are in their trendies who are in their early thirties. And they also want to leverage social uh, social media to get their business off the ground. So speak, share with us like a couple of stories about like important lessons that you've learned uh, why, 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 why starting your business and getting your business initially off the ground. Okay, sure. Um, I started from nothing. I mean, when I say that, I mean, we didn't have a full production team like we are blessed with now. I started with a camera phone. We bought some outfits from Party City. And so our very first campaign was a reenactment of cops. So we bought 
cop uniforms from Party City. We got somebody to have a phone and record us. But for me, what I learned was as long as you're speaking a message to the people and you can convey it in a way to where they understand it, the the actual content, as, as long as it's relaying the message, you're good. As long as you speak it to your market, as long as you speak it to your community, as long as you are garnering the thing that is within you. Uh, oftentimes, people want to pursue business and they want to have success but they see what somebody else is doing and they want to mimic that opposed to staying truly them. I stayed within who I was. I absolutely love comedy. I love music. So I just related to what is my norm. I just made it, you know, I just, I just had fun with it and, and made it make sense for me and for my market. Oftentimes people also do not post. Like they will say, well, nobody's supporting me, but how do you want them to support you if they don't see you? You know, people are scared. They feel like they have to start off on 100 when everybody starts off on zero. And um, like, what are the, uh, and uh, especially like epiphanies that you had in, in the past where you thought, okay, like I have to be authentic to myself uh, or how did you like go about this? Though? I don't know if I was just born with a fearlessness, but <laughs> I, I just... I feel like you never know until you try. If there's something that I want to, because I've had many campaigns. I've had hugely successful ones, and then I've had ones that didn't do anything. But you don't really know until you try. So it's all about stepping one foot in front of another. And everybody wants to, everybody wants success so fast. But it's kind of like something was told to me that I remember. What they say, how do you eat an elephant, right? And not that we eat elephants, but how do you eat an elephant? And it's one piece at a time. You, you do not, you do, you do not conquer this thing. We're back. Oh, <laughs> just continue. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we do not conquer this thing in one hit. You do not conquer this thing like that, you know? Yep. So you have to just be mindful that each each win, each small win actually leads to the big ones. Like for me, it was selling out of 50 things before it was selling out of 50,000. Yeah. Selling out of five things before you sell out of 50. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I think your advice is great because I think um, at first, I think entrepreneurship and getting into business or marketing can be like very, very confusing because like mm -hmm. everyone uses like a certain lingo and you have to be accustomed to the lingo. Like there are like a lot of marketing terms, there are a lot of mm -hmm. business terms. So I think at first when you get into business, it's very, very, very confusing. But um, I think after a certain time period, um, you get accustomed to the lingo and um, through experimentation and through trying a lot of things, through trying uh, to sell a lot of pro different products or services or to try like a lot of marketing campaigns, like in your case, I think eventually you, you will gain like a better understanding of how the game actually works. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I really like your advice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Just tell them so, my story. <laughs> so 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 um you were just like producing content via like uh your iphone or how did you go about like your first couple of campaigns so from there yeah it was it was iphone it was i it was it was iphone raw edit you actually can <laughs> check the hashtag the edge police and you can see how raw it was it definitely wasn't <laughs> we didn't have no t double takes it just was straight through messing up on camera. So for me, I had a product that I was selling. It's called it's called Sleek Edges. It's an edge control. 
And so you can visually see if it works or not. So it was like entertaining the the customer enough for them to watch the story, but then giving a display of how the product works and then ending the story. So we were running up on people that had their hair all over the place, but in in the middle of the thing, we do a demonstration and not boring, you know, it's still funny, the demonstration. And then she gets up and she's better than she was. So people cool. see it and they relate Like a before and after, basically. Right. Correct. Cool. They see it, Very they relate smart. with it. But the story itself was still funny because this was in real time. We was, re- we was meeting strangers running in their house and we were just having fun with it. Yeah. And, and, and what I really like about your story is that you are, you are like, oh, you are so creative about like uh, your marketing, because I think like nowadays, like most people, um, they are really like always modeling and imitating others. And I think there's a time and place to look up to like your competitors or mm-hmm. to model things here and there. But I think like if you really want to have like an, a, a competitive edge, it's so important to, like you've be mentioned, different. uh be different because else you're like everyone else like why should a competitor use your product or buy your service like uh, you have to give them a reason to be different and what I really like about you is that you ran like so much about like the tips and tricks of this makes sense but you are like really focusing on relating to humans like on on a, on a real personal level so mm-hmm. thank you <laughs> so um so 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 what happened after like the first couple of uh, campaigns took off like like how what, what was going through your mind like well, probably I, you are feeling all, like you've made I, it and <laughs> no, I, no 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 let me say something I'm, i've never a person that, that felt like i made it to this day uh-huh. i still don't feel like that to this day uh-huh. yes yeah, um, so i feel like i feel like it's not a destination i feel like it's borrowed it's rented and you have to continue to pay rent um but for me once i saw <laughs> a tip of it. I was like, oh, if this could do this, just imagine if I made this bigger or if I used more people or if I, or if I was able to get in touch with a celebrity and mimic the same thing. It, it's like, all I need is one. Yes. And anytime, I, I was in New Orleans at the time. I lived in New Orleans all my life, recently moved to Atlanta. So anytime a celebrity would come to the city and, you know, I would see it on social, I would try my hardest to get in touch with somebody to try to meet up with the person. And it just so happened that um, Michael Blackson was in town and he was doing something for comedy. And so I was like, you know what, let me see if I could link with him and we could do a quick funny video. And so he, his team agreed to it. And so I was like, okay, cool. So in real, I just got ready that fast. I was, uh, you, uh, stay ready because you never know when an opportunity happens. Got ready, met him at a hotel. We did a quick video in the hotel. It was so funny. I knocked on the door. Um, I told him, hey, I saw you downstairs with that bald-headed woman. Give her these drops because our, our product grows back hair. And, you know, he's funny. So he was like, you saw me? You saw me downstairs with her? And then he act like somebody was in a room. But that short video actually opened so many opportunities because once he did it other people were okay with doing it so before it was somebody mm. like that you know not too many people was were, were too privy to it because then you're talking about bald heads and people yes. think you're making fun of them but at the end of the day we're we're being funny but we're being funny in the light of something that's hard for people to talk about so why don't we make you know not not make fun of the people but why don't we lighten up the subject so people are more okay Person. to talk about it 
I, I, no bullshit. I really love your marketing approach. Like, like, like where you like simultaneously while, while building your business, like where you're like reading a lot of books or is what is all like always common sense you know, to you to, to go about this? Because you, I, I've done like a lot of interviews at this point and, and you, you go very different about uh, marketing. I really appreciate yeah, that. But I don't, and I can honestly say I'm not much of a reader. I am a very, very, very visual person. So if I ever get to what's considered a brain fart or I don't have anything going on, I promise you, I will sit down and look at old movies or watch TV. I absolutely love commercials. I'm a person. When I tell you I watch Super Bowl just for the commercials, I love commercials <laughs> because I see people's angle on how they're selling things. So I am very, 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 very visual. I don't, I can't say I've turned to too many books. Recently, I've got on Clubhouse. The Clubhouse has taken me for a whirlwind. And so I've, I've, I've met a couple of people that suggested a couple of books that I might have dipped into a little bit. And I realized how much people read, but my brain functions a little bit different. Like even down to when um, I have this, I hired a marketing director. She sends schedules with words. I say, no, you have to send a picture next to it. It's not that I don't understand your words, but if I'm ha hanging a calendar in my room, I'm not going to sit there and I'm going to glance at it and I'm going to remember because my brain just processes things more with pictures. And and, and I think um, for everyone who is listening to this, I think it's so important to realize that you don't have to read like for instance like i read a lot in my life but i think like everyone is different like for instance like my younger brother who's like super super smart and uh he's involved in all of our businesses and uh he read like maybe one or two books in his entire life so um he prefers like watching videos or mm -hmm. listening to podcasts and stuff so i think that um like getting your information or learning from something i think that like books are just one option out of many so because i think a lot of people think they have to read because like everyone is uh, uh, talking about uh, that reading is so good for you but I think yeah you can learn from many many things you can learn right. by talking to people and that's another thing that's a good point you bring up like a lot of times people think that they can only learn from somebody that has gone before them or is above them but at the end of the day everybody has a piece of knowledge that you can gain I'm the type of person I would love to be in a room like well, I learned a lot of my stuff from people that were big on social media but not necessarily business owners so when I was learning to leverage social media I was learning from people that are on social media that didn't give a shit about business excuse my language that didn't care about <laughs> business you know so when it comes to me wanting to learn about funnels that I've now learned about and this is that and the other I learned from people that do that you know and they don't necessarily have had to have a multi-million dollar business but if they have had success where they are if I implement that within my company that's still great um so so uh let let's talk about like um okay you like all of our listeners they they realize okay like you are running those campaigns you are trying a lot of things and and and, and got your business off the ground uh, through social media but but what were like the struggles that you had like in the first couple of like like months when you when you started your business and uh initially like what were the big problems that that you had to like overcome at, at a certain point um learning how to delegate duties like when it was when it was me everything was within me i controlled everything then it it became too much because i was a full-time hairstylist while i was pursuing this so when it comes to packaging 300 orders and i just got off at two in the morning i have to figure out somebody that i can that i could trust to give the duties to um and then even as you grow it's the same thing like our company right now grew 
we're in the midst of a pandemic. And so it was me hiring executives that I had never had before, but, but letting it, let, letting somebody comfortably run their, their category. Like for me, I'm big on marketing. So hiring a marketing director, it was like, uh, okay, I'll do it. But you know, spoon feeding <laughs> because I, I wasn't necessarily ready to give over everything, but understanding that marketing isn't just social and that it's many different things, especially when you talk about on a store level, you're talking about, the, the the shelf clingers and all kind of things that I don't know, but just understanding that delegation is important when you want to grow. Yeah, and and I think um, this is like a, a a big big part of entrepreneurship because I think that at first you are such a control freak, or most most of us are, mm -hmm. and uh, most of us are like very very afraid that um, someone does bad work or someone doesn't like take the clients as seriously as they should. So mm -hmm. so how are you going about this? Like like um, yeah. Well, you have to hire properly. You have to hire. Yeah people according to their specialty, not hire. I don't mind giving friends, family opportunities, but if I am going to give a friend or, a friend or family opportunity in an area that they're not an expertise in, the least, the least you should do is train them. You can't just expect for them to come in and know everything. On the outside of that, if the person wasn't really get up and go before, don't think that just because you hired them, they're going to be get up and go. If that's not who they are, they are not going yes. to get up and go just because you asked them to. Um, and then just being able to get, let go of stuff small before you let go of stuff stuff big so hey if, if i know that we need a marketing we need our marketing campaigns for the first quarter done give me an example of what you think this should be before i give you this whole assignment and let you take on our full production and we only do once a quarter which costs clearly into six figures but it makes us it makes us 10 times that back but before i give you this Let me give me a couple of ideas and let's play with it back and forth to make sure we're on the same page. I don't want for you to oversee something that is that large. So why don't I let you oversee something like, hey, what's the social campaign that you see? Or, hey, what's the OTC? And that's over the counter stores, OTC campaign. So just just learning, like letting a person test out something smaller before you give them something huge. Yes. And, and, and uh, what I would personally love to hear is like, for instance, like I think a lot of business owners, they realize like when they get momentum and when they first seize a couple of, uh, a few couple of big wins, um, a lot of friends or family members are asking them like, hey, uh, can I join your company and this and that. And to be honest, like, um, we've tried working with a couple of friends uh, and, and, and try to collaborate with them, but we always had the problem that they didn't take the work as seriously. And mm -hmm. I always felt like they didn't take me as seriously. Like um, mm -hmm. people who from the outside always took me very, very seriously. But my friends were like, oh, hey, howdy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, no, but and there's then, a reason. There's a reason. Yeah. There's a reason for that. You have Let's to understand get into this. that. <laughs> right. People, people, people see you for who they know that, you know, for who they know that you are. And when you grow, especially if they're not somewhere mentally to understand that your walk might be different from their walk. They might be struggling within themselves to say, hey, I'm not where I want to be. In order to respect where you are, they first have to understand that they're not where they want to be and deal with it. A lot of people would rather oh, that's downplay so who you are that's so and powerful. say, hey, oh, that's not, that's not, oh, he's just doing that because some of his family gave him money or he inherited yeah. something or whatever it is that's that they so want to attach to you. But that's easier to say than to say, hey, why don't I get up and try to do something? So if for people that have not reached that, that place within their heart where, you know what, I'm not where I want to be or 
I'm thankful for where I am, but I know I have a little bit more to go. It's just easier to discredit somebody else. Like if they I, you're you, such a smart person. I love this. <laughs> Please continue. Yeah. Well, it's, it's because a lot of I, I taught a lot of entrepreneurs. I did a tour and I taught 20,000 people. And it's crazy because a lot of people look to you for advice and I'm very transparent. And a lot of people get discouraged because they're not supported by their city. They're not supported by their loved ones, their mom, their dad, or even their spouse. But that's I always the example that I use is where where are your eyes in your body, right? How do you want for your eyes to leave your body and go in somebody else's head? It's your vision. If God gave you a vision, nobody's gonna understand it until they see it. So give them something to see. And even if when you give them something to see, they still don't understand it, it wasn't meant for them to, or they have something that they're dealing with within themselves that you can't make them get over. Yes. Because success is this thing that everybody wants, but it comes with so much responsibility and turmoil and, and so many different things. I mean, people lose their they friends, their family, their loved ones, their circle changes, you know? Yeah. So. And, 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 and um, I like what you said earlier about like people projecting a certain image onto you and they don't really see you for who they are, uh, for who you are, because um, I think this is like really the problem because um, they see you as a like, nice guy who they are like partying with and having drinking beers with and eating sushi with but they don't really see your ass like okay like you're really serious about like running your business because i think like most business owners who eventually arrive at the point where they're making like mid six figures low seven figures or eight figures and beyond i think they they, they have to take their business like really really seriously because that's don't get to this point like i think like most people don't really just lock into like making six or seven or eight figures like um so 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 yeah i i really love that so um what would you tell to to people who might not have the support structure because i think this is also like a very very important point like for instance like um like when i first got into business like six years ago like most of my family thought i was crazy like even though my my father always has been an entrepreneur but they thought like mm -hmm. oh yeah like because i was like studying business administration at this point like oh fin finish going to uh, here in germany uh you, you should go to college you have finished your studies like before you start anything or as you're running your life but for instance like in my case like my mom was always like very very supportive of me she was like always like like quit everything if you don't want to do it like it, like it, it doesn't matter if you have been doing it for like one year or ten years like if you want to like go and and achieve this or go and do that she was like always very very supportive and i think like this is like so so helpful if you have like one or two like very very close relationships that are like super super supportive to you so what would you tell to, to people who don't have that support structure and maybe you could talk about like um yeah if you had the, uh, like a one or two person who were like really really uplifting when it comes down to like starting your business well um my parents didn't want me to do hair they sent me to Catholic school and doing now doing hair right now is a thing but back then it was just, you were a hairstylist and not trying to shun them or anything, but my parents wanted a lawyer, a doctor, you know, oh, they sent okay. me, like I said, they sent me to private school. Oh. Um, so I used to have to sneak people in the house when they were at work to do hair. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. But you know, my mom, I, I retired my mom a couple of years cool. ago and actually just bought her another house. Once they started, I actually had a real passion for it. They supported me. 
but it took it took for them to actually see it because when I first started doing hair, I was a teenager. So you know, a parent isn't gonna let a teenager dictate their life, but that's that's really <laughs> what I wanted to do. I can honestly say that when it comes to adversity, though, um, what I've learned to do is to to use it as fuel. Like when it comes to oh, she can't make that happen, or oh, all it because because when I first started, I did this thing called bartering where I um, hired an influencer. Well, that's what they call now. That's not what we call back then. Well, I hired an influencer to come and get a service done. And I provided the hair. I provided the service. I provided the whole experience for free. And in exchange, I got exposure by them posting. And when it first happened, everybody, because nobody was doing it. Nobody was doing it. It was unheard of. And when it first happened, everybody was like, that person is using you. That makes no sense. I'd rather get my money, so forth and so on. But I knew what I wanted to do. And these same people asked me to teach them a couple of years after that. But for me, I always, I always, and it's not necessarily to prove a point, but all I say is, you know what? If these people aren't educated on this particular thing that I'm doing, then maybe I need to, maybe it's, it's almost like I definitely have to get it done so they understand. And not necessarily to prove a point, but more education-wise. So more people are, have a more of an open mind as opposed to being so closed-minded to everything. When it comes to the beauty industry, everything was, people doing demonstrations of how to get their head done. And then here come me, you know, remaking the WAP video. You get what I'm saying? So, but people, that did numbers. I think we got 2 million views on that on social with even Cardi and them reposting it. So it, it's oh. like, if just, just okay. understanding that whatever your craziest idea is, sometimes that's the best idea. The best yeah. idea. I have a friend um, that sells hair glue for wigs. And I told her, I said, girl, you should get somebody to jump out of a plane, skydive, and have the camera on them. And when they get to the bottom, say your product was what they used. Mm. It sounds crazy, but it would have got the message across. It would have got the message across. So I always tell people, adversity sometimes is the best thing. It just lets you know what people don't understand. And you can be the person to show them. Or it also, you use it as your fuel and feel like, okay, well, I know what you don't believe, but I'm going to show you that it can be done. Yeah, and and what I what you said about marketing is I think like it was super super imp uh, powerful for everyone who's listening to this to highlight because I really deeply believe that um, if you want to be like a great 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 marketer you always have to operate like at the bleeding edge of technology and trends because else you aren't growing else you aren't like finding better ways to grow uh, or cheaper ways and quicker ways to grow so I think uh, it, it's uh, a terrific insight and coming back to your point about like friends and and people who aren't like empowering to your dreams and goals i think for everyone who's listening to this i think it isn't like um i think there is also a time and place to distance yourself a little bit from people like for instance because for me like i was very very insecure about starting a business and i think like most people are insecure about starting their business like they they quit their job or they quit like going to to college and they have maybe like a couple thousand dollars in savings or something or, or they, they have like a small job that that they are doing on the side and i think they're already like very very insecure about doing it because they don't know like they they have no expertise in actually running a business. They don't know how to sell their products. They don't know how to sell their services. And I think that if you have like the added baggage of people who you really value and you have the added baggage of people who are like close to you and that they are like making fun of it or, or, or stuff like that, I think um, 
I think there there might be a time for for maybe like distancing yourself like for for a few months. Like for instance, like for me, like I also had the same uh, the same the same thing also basically happened to me where like when people once saw okay like this is like an actual serious thing and he isn't like just goofing off and and wasting his time. Like I I, I had the the like I had the feeling that most like really respected it like. I, I I reconnected with a lot of friends that um were ran like so nice about like oh yeah like starting a business but but nowadays like I'm I'm still like chatting with them here and every now and then but but I think that at first it can be like really really hurtful for someone who is starting a business and who is insecure about starting it uh if if their friends are making fun of it so I do feel I do feel two ways about that though and I and it's something that I had to. I guess in my own life and then hearing other people because there are, there are people, if they're negative, you are supposed to cut them off, but then there are friends to certain situations. Like the people that I might have a clubhouse room with about running e-commerce might not be the people that I go to the strip club with. You get what I'm saying? So you definitely <laughs> yeah. have, you feel, so you have the friends that you can party with. Now you do have, True. you do have Very smart. I love those. Need, yeah. Needle in the haystack people that you can bring everywhere. I had this one yeah. friend. My brother, she, she, <laughs> my uh, younger brother. She's my director of operations right now. So I'm able to take her to the Walmart board meeting, but she also can hang and swing wherever we want to go, you know, yeah. and whether it's whether it's hanging with friends, whether it's out to eat, whether it's somewhere, some overnight place, whatever it is. But I feel like you have to know, you cannot call your friend that is good for clubbing to ask them about a million dollar investment. Mm. She is not the person... Mm. <laughs> to talk to talk to that about. So ha- understand your friends and their purpose, because nothing's wrong with having a range of friends. Because I don't want fa- I don't want for everybody to think, oh, you have to have new friends, have to have new friends. You do need to get rid of the people that's negative, but you don't necessarily have to fire the people that have a purpose. Uh, yeah, I c- couldn't agree more with it. Like, like probably I also took it a little bit too far, like back then. But but I totally agree with you on that. Like, yeah, like. Of course, there are friends that you really enjoy, like just like drinking a beer with on the weekend or like party with them. And and there are like friends who you can really talk about like business and and so on and so forth. So um, how did the success like personally like changed your life? Like, um, did you notice that friends were treating you differently or um, yeah, like, uh, could you please speak about that? Um. So I feel like uh, I feel like I've had friends per level. I can honestly say I have not. I I still might have two or three that have, have that are still here, but I've had friends per level. And when I say that, I don't mean I'm bigger than them. I'm better than them. It's just that now my direction is northwest instead of northeast. So this is where the this is where the road crosses, and we have to go our separate ways. So. When it came to when I was in a hair salon, I had friends at that level that were there for that reason and were at that level. But as things change and the interests change and my priorities change and stuff change, now if this person, because I'm a person also, I try to grow as much as possible. I try to add value to people as much as possible. If I can't add value to you anymore or if I'm talking on deaf ears, it makes no sense for me to be in your life. There's no way in the world people pay me to teach them things and you get it for free and you don't utilize it. And then the other side of it is if you're always talking about the same thing and always having the same problem and not trying to get out of the problem, not trying to get out of the rut, it now puts me in an awkward position because 
I'm the friend that always wants to save somebody. So, you know, I, I just feel like for me, as, as the level changed, the friends kind of fell off or, you know, you kind of yeah. back away from. Um, but then yes. there's always the new ones. Like I, when I tell you Clubhouse has taken me for a whirlwind, I pray my, my prayer for this year was that God gives me more business friends that understand scaling, that understand all the struggles that I have that I don't really have too many people to talk to about. And then Clubhouse happened and I got 200 of them, you know, and then I have people that specialize in all kinds of things that I didn't know. I'm talking about I learned something implemented it, streamlined my business. We didn't up in six figures behind just one simple piece of advice that this person gave me. And I also fed, you know, I also fed them. So it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for the friends that I have now. And I, I try to use that word very openly, but you know, we pouring into each other. We checking on each other every day. Hey, look, this is going on. Make sure to jump on that trend. You know, when the Bernie thing happened, when he, you know, the meme that they got going mm, on. Yes, yes. Everybody I know in the business world jumped on it. And and it, it it's you know some people use discount codes some people use memes some people use all kind of things for engagement but it's just a thing that the average person might not might not even be interested in but for us it's oh what shit who did your meme because the person that do mine you know hey, I can't get in touch with them and we need to hurry and get on it before it's not trending anymore. And what is like Clubhouse about? Because you've mentioned it a couple of times and I heard about it the first time like last week, but to be honest, like I didn't look it up. So <laughs> it's, it's the craziest thing ever. It's almost like people that love if you if you love a good podcast, you would love that. It's it's a live oh. pretty much is a it's pretty much a live podcast. People go in a okay. room and you have like I did I did a room one time and it was 72 of us on stage. 72 entrepreneurs, we had billionaires, multimillionaires, millionaires, and we pulled people up from the audience and they were asking questions. And it was a whole bunch of different people, all different entrepreneurs, all different walks of life, chiming in on a subject of you create your own room, you speak about whatever subject you want to speak about, and it's in real time. It's like- I And is it just like, uh, like, like a podcast? Is it like only audio or is it video and yeah, audio? it's audio only audio huh? only so a lot of people jump on it because they don't have to get up and get done so you, ah, you, it's very easy you, to i was in a room we did a room for eight and a half hours and it was just eight and a half hours running <laughs> what when I eight and a half hours that's and a long people time stay there it was over five thousand people in there and then when i did we did another room the next day and i said i'm cutting it off at five and a half we cut it off at five and a half hours and five over five thousand people stayed in that room the whole time when we just talking and it's because it's interesting because you don't want to you don't want to get up the phone because you don't want to miss nothing but then the, the great thing about clubhouse is you can be in clubhouse and not have to be in the app so you can be doing everything else you could be on instagram you could be doing everything else and clubhouse is still running in the background you hear people you just hear the noise in the background running so it can you could do whatever do whatever the hell you want to do besides just let it sit there and run and it's, it's a great connection like for entrepreneurs it was like a pot of gold like I think, I think I've been on Clubhouse maybe three weeks and I'm at like forty thousand followers. But let me tell you how fast that that's not even that's like the average kind of growth to be honest with you. That's not even a big oh. thing, right? So if you get in the room and you on the platform and you speaking, everybody in the audience is gonna follow you if they want to hear more of what you have to say. So it's almost like for uh, for anybody that's ever got on social and is faking it, you cannot fake your education, you cannot fake your knowledge, you cannot fake your walk. Oh. 
So when you're on stage, it's like full transparency, and you hear you're hearing people, you're hearing the education that they have, you and you're hearing the value that they have to add, and people are chiming in on it. We are educating the masses. We are or getting more consumers that way. A lot of people then, that sell stuff, like that sell books or um, educational things, they bank, like they making big money off of it. Because all you got to uh-huh. do is go in there, give them a little piece of what you have to say, and then pitch your thing. Basically, like, like it, it sounds a little bit like a, a, an audio webinar, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> it, well, that's the thing, though, because they have, they have rooms with 21 Savage, and so they'll have a room about oh. why, what do girls really want out of a man? So it's not oh. just, like, what I use it It's for, not only it business, been, it's for everyone. Like, they have so, so many know. different... Okay. They even had a room, I heard, where girls were paying men to moan. It's just, it's all kind of... Oh, right, all kind of different crazy things. So whatever your interest is, you go into Clubhouse and you slide, you walk down the hallway, they call it a hallway, and you see the rooms that you want to be in and you just pop in a room and listen. And 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 uh, do you want to like really focus on 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 Clubhouse because like what what I saw like for instance like with TikTok like I think like most business owners didn't really get into TikTok or they really didn't like take TikTok seriously so that's far. That's the so. only reason I that's the only reason I I jumped in because I saw it didn't Clubhouse valuation has has surpassed a billion dollars right now behind oh. how 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 influential it is. Let me tell you how influential it is. If you're in my phone and you're saved as a contact and you have Clubhouse, when I go on to Clubhouse in a room, it it, it alerts your phone. Yeah. And that's how powerful it is. So, you know, if nothing else, when it comes to marketing, to be able to get somebody's direct phone. So Clubhouse has has... And and I haven't I haven't started leveraging the marketing on it yet because I wanted to really use it for educational purposes and and you know learn some stuff myself. I, I haven't sold anything that I have educational wise. I haven't sold any product on there yet. I thought about marketing on there, but I don't want to I don't want to disrespect my purpose for being on there. You know what I'm saying? Like from what I'm hearing, they're going to start having sponsored rooms and. I, I probably wouldn't mind doing something like that, but I want to make sure I'm giving value before taking it. And 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 basically, like the audience, they can like always they they can just it's is it like a Q and A format where the audience can well, just like express so they have the a time? they have a button and you can raise your hand. If you raise your hand, one of the moderators at the top can bring you up to the top. We can mm-hmm. like so it's it's a controlled environment. It's not just everybody gets to speak. We get to bring up the people. We get to also put them back down in the audience. Ah, um, so they can chat. They have to speak basically. They don't have to. They have to. They have to raise. It's a raise your hand. Like your okay. your your mic is on mute until you pulled up to the top. Once you okay, pulled up okay. to the top, you everybody can hear you. So yeah. it's it's a it's a controlled environment is for the most part. For the most yeah. part. Very cool because I think like a lot of people that tried like Instagram live in the past, they saw like oh yeah yeah there are also like a few trolls. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep, that yep, you have more leverage for trolls. Um, if you do it smart. Like if you give somebody a moderator badge that you might not know, they could pull up somebody that they know to troll. But you mm-hmm. just have to be mindful to who you give a moderator badge to. Shot him. 
So um, let's circle back because um, I think like a lot of business owners, when uh, at first um, they they have the I think the real big problem at first is like trying to find a way to sell your product, and I think this is like the biggest hurdle for most entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. um, they don't really know how to sell, and they don't really know their target audience and uh, and how they should brand themselves and so on and so forth. And they have a really really hard time selling. But I think that after they have covered the selling part, I think think like a new big problem pops up and it, it's actually hiring. I think like a lot of people, they have the mis, mis, big misconception that once you know how to sell, like you can just grow, grow, grow and grow. And it doesn't <laughs> really work like that. So um, could you please speak about like, how did you make sure that um, you, that you were like always finding the right people? Like we were all, already talking a little bit about like hiring, but how did you make sure that you are always finding good new people and that you are training them properly uh, properly and, and and so on and so forth um i'm still not a genius at that fyi i bumped my head many times um what's crazy is my marketing i mean my um directive operations came in from a marketing campaign she did on social because when i wanted to hire a marketing team before i understood everything that it meant i did a social call and so when I did the social call, I had, I think it was like 500 or so resumes. I had an actual in-person thing where like we had 150 people show up and we, we interviewed them in rooms. And it was, it's the craziest thing because looking at it now, it could have been so much easier, but of course recording everything and having a full experience. And I've never even written a resume before. So it was kind of difficult understanding how things go. But she did a campaign called High in the Ira. It was a hashtag. So she had a lot of her friends just post about hiring her and what she could bring to the company. And I, out of all of those people that were trying to get the job, I saw that because so many people were tagging me. So from there, she got hired on the marketing team and has now since been in the company and been able to wear so many hats with us, losing people, hiring people, wrong people. So she's had to wear the hats of everybody. She's had to be in every single last position, even down to if we had to have a quick meeting in a dam, the people that clean up didn't show up. She was even willing to clean the toilet. And not saying, you know, she's a janitor or anything, but she was, was willing to put on every single last hat. So I'm blessed to have her as a director of operations now. But outside of that, I learned to um, go through an HR service or go through somebody that actually understands. Like right now, we're working with a multicultural hair care person that knows how to hire for that particular for that particular um, category. Because before, we were just hiring Maine. I'm not, I don't need a main person. I need somebody that's been in the multicultural hair care, very specialized, very targeted for a brand manager. I don't need somebody that knows social. I need somebody that knows multicultural hair, social media, and how it relates to that. So mm -hmm. I've had, I can't, again, I can't say that I'm a specialist at it at this point. I can't say I've had my ups and my downs. I feel like go with your gut. I feel like people show you their true colors in the beginning, if you choose to look the other way, you chose to look the other way, but they gave you the warning signs. Mm -hmm. um, I That's can honestly so say that I've had a person stay with me too long and it cost me over half a million dollars because I didn't fire them when I saw that they were not fit, you know, behind being emotionally attached or feeling some kind of way. And then on the other side of it, the responsibilities that I gave her wind up costing me upon her um, upon me finally letting her go over half a million dollars so 
after learning that, it's like I'm not really trying to keep nobody past this, past that season, past that due time, because I, I, I pay for that in the long run. And um, I think, yeah, your advice, again, super, super powerful, because I think that um, so, so many entrepreneurs, they make this mistake of, like, really, like, only seeing the upside of the person and they try to like look away from like all the red flags that the, the person is signaling to them and i think it's really important to 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 really be honest with yourself and look at this person and 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 really form an unbiased opinion about them instead of like looking through like rose colored glasses uh, at them and i think um that that um a lot of entrepreneurs also um they 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 have a hard time finding talent because I think they aren't really um, speaking about their vision. Like you were talking about, like uh, speaking about your vision, like 30 minutes ago or something or, or 15 minutes ago. And I think um, it's so important to always tell people like, what are your goals? Like where you are going with your company and, mm -hmm. and be really, really specific about like what kind of person that you are hiring. Because I think that um, you can really filter a lot of people by like really telling everyone like what is really, really important to you. Because like what we found out is that if you aren't really um, telling others what specifically you are looking, uh, what is really important to you, um, we recognize that we had so, so many wrong applications or so, so many uh, candidates that weren't like a good fit. So maybe you could also speak to that. Um, I do know that um, as an entrepreneur, sometimes you don't know the title, especially right. if, especially if you grow in your business, you don't, if you've never been where your business is about to go, how do you know what the hell you need? You don't know what the hell you need. So if nothing else, being full transparent about the needs that you have then and letting the person know, because this is key. I, I have a friend of mine that sold her company for $100 million recently, right? And I asked her within her walk, at what point did she kind of get a rhythm? And she said, at no point do you ever get a rhythm. You know, as, as soon as you feel like you get a rhythm, you have to change it. And so when she says, she, when she hires, she likes to hire people that understand they have multiple heads. I was like, girl, I thought it was only me. So in, in, a, in a business where you have an entrepreneur, they have to, not saying that they have to be a secretary, they have to be great at accounting. No, that's not what I'm saying. But if I've hired you, to be in a, like, like right now, my sales guy, he's my sales director, but because we are out of stock on quite a few things, he's been at the warehouse to let the people get in. Cause we bought a warehouse out here, um, to get in, to get the racking. So you get what I'm saying? Like people have yeah. to understand that sometimes their duties may, may fluctuate a little, not, it doesn't have to be vast, but you have to be open and willing and not, I can only do this. I can only do this. And then hire people that don't mind learning and growing with you. Uh, totally, and 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 um. And you able to tell that because the energy, the energy is there. <laughs> like people that come with ideas, as opposed to you having to give them. If you have to give them everything, tell yeah. them everything. If you have There's to spoon feed them, guiding and... them. But if you having to, if I have to micromanage you the whole time, I'm doing your job. Yes. And I don't need you. I, I hired you to take this off of my plate. If I still have to micromanage you the whole entire time and can't yes. trust to walk away, and this is me doing your job. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I really loved that you're so upfront about this because I, I also think like we are always telling them like uh, our potential like employees like be proactive, be proactive, be proactive because like um, I think that um, if someone isn't really proactive for me personally, it's always like a big red flag. I always think they aren't really serious about the job. Like I, I think they don't really want it bad enough because like if I really like want someone to help succeed or if i really want to be of value to someone like i will be proactive so i think it's just common sense so um yeah and and, and also with thinking i call it forward thinking. <laughs> if i if i put you in a position yes. like if you're my assistant And you know I have to be at this place. I shouldn't have to tell you to make sure everything is set up before I get there. Yes. I prefer people that that are forward thinkers, that are, are, are great at reminding, hey, did you get this done? Hey, did you get that done? That's what I prefer. I prefer people that are two steps in front of it and not skipping over any steps. But, hey, I know we got this going on, but did we think about this? Hey, I know Walmart launches in January. Do we have our full marketing campaign executed? Is there anything that you need me to do on it? Even if that's not in your... Even if that's not within your wheelhouse, if you're my sales guy and my sales, my sales guy is going to need to know what we're doing for marketing for this mm. thing because it affects his sales. So I feel like for everybody to be forward thinking, that's what I like personally. Totally. And I think uh, what you said about like hiring people that can wear multiple hats, I think this is like super, super crucial when you are like in the growing phase of your business and you are really starting out because um, you need someone who can take care of your website, who can take care of your social media, who, who can do like a little bit of selling and this and that. So I think like especially in, in, in that part, it's super, super crucial to hire people uh, that can wear multiple hats. But like, for instance, like we, we have like multiple agencies and all are like in the marketing sector like for instance like podcast advertising podcast guest bookings uh sales support sales outreach uh digital marketing facebook ads and so on and so forth and i think there comes a place where you really have to think about like quote unquote like building up a corporate structure sort of so um i think that there there, there are um times for 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 doing both like uh, there's a time for like hiring people that um, can wear multiple hats and, 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 and really try to, to, to grow lean. And I think there's also time to really think about, okay, like, um, how can I really set up like a, a working quote unquote, like corporate structure, uh, with, with, with middle managers and people reporting to me and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. yeah. I agree. So, <laughs> so, uh, could you please, uh, could you please speak about like, um, like, like what, what happened after you hit like your first couple of big goals? I think like for most entrepreneurs, their first big goal is like hitting maybe like six figures in revenue and then maybe hitting like 1 million in revenue and then 10. So, 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 so what happened then? And, and, and how do you think, um, what were like the differences between like hitting for instance, seven figures to like hitting eight figures and so on and so forth. Um, I am 1000% guilty of not basking in the moment. I am, you know, I am goal driven, but it's like once we've gotten to the goal, if, if I saw it coming, we've already, we already on to the next one. It winds up being something, uh, once I was able to see, I can make a thousand dollars in a week, I figured I want to make, I mean, a thousand dollars in a month. I want to see it in a week. Then I want to see it in a day. Then I want to see it in an hour. So <laughs> I, am, I am guilty of not basking in the moment. Um, I can tell you that last year 
was our first time ever actually having a corporate meeting where we set a goal for the next year. Like before, it just would be, let's do better, let's do better, let's do better, let's do better. And this particular time, we sat down, we did the numbers, we said, okay, so this is how much better we did, and we kind of made sense out of it. But for me, it was, last year was this, this year, January need to be better than that, you know, and it had nothing to do with percentages. It had nothing to do with anything, but we just need to make sure to be better than we was last year. Um, yeah, I'm, when, when, I first, uh, when I first hit six figures, I think the first year in business, and when I, when I count year, I, I don't count my business year as 12 months. We started in July, so I count from July to like December. So that, that's, okay. that's kind of how I oh. count my business years. Um, and I think we went 80,000 and then the next we did 800,000. So it, it just, it just for me was, you might be on to something, you know, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> because what I used to make in a year as a hairstylist, I now was able to see in a month. And so it was just like, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> You might need to put more focus into this thing because this thing is doing something that you've never seen before. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, got it. So, 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 so I think um, we have been like all over the place jumping around like different topics, but I think like um, I think a lot of listeners that would also really love to pick your brain a little bit more about like actually like the selling part and and actually like making a sale you were like li talking a little bit about like sales funnels and stuff so right. uh could could you please get into like that's sales? new for me what i will speak okay. on because the sales funnel thing is new for me what i will speak on is that everybody wants to sell 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 but they don't understand that you're supposed to be fixing a problem so whatever the problem is, you're the solution. That's what you need to relate to your customer. For me, like your podcast, your podcast is giving education to people. The problem is they don't, they lack education in this area. You give them the education. That's the sales, that's the sales tactic. It's that simple. Ooh. The problem for me, it was. Uh, don't reveal my I, secrets here. <laughs> <laughs> our, our biggest uh, product, our, our hero skew is the Miracle Drops, which is hair loss. So. If I have something for hair loss, I mean, if you have hair loss and I have something for it, you know, you're fixing a yeah. problem. You can't just sell, 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 sell. You have yes. to understand that you have to bring value to your customers. Like um, somebody that I met on Clubhouse recently, she is Milky Mom, Milky Mama. Um, she is a lactation specialist. She is all um, women that are breastfeeding, women that have newborns, and she does not even post like talking about it and she's done 10 million in revenue in a year off of just sending emails which she plugs into and put in on automation educational emails she'll ask when when is your child you know when is your child being born and so she has for every month or for every week a new updated email to give a, a mom an update on what her breast milk is supposed to look like or something like that so she's giving education at the same time as she's selling the things that they need so that yes. way she's providing extreme yes. value so that way if you need support and you have nobody supporting you or you don't yes. have anybody that's been a mom, here it is, you bring in extreme value. And so now they want to buy. So now even though the email is telling me what color my breast milk is supposed to be at the time, it's also selling me something to say how to keep consistency uh, oh, that brilliant. way. Absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. Right. So what I learned recently was uh, I used to use MailChimp and now I've, I've converted over to Clavio. Clavio is a um, email marketing 
um, company and they have segments, they have more sophisticated, probably. Campaigns. Yeah, man, stuff I never even knew. <laughs> I was like, I was wondering how so many people are off of social and I don't see them nowhere and they still doing well, you know. Then I also added postscripts that's the text message marketing, but all of this is our automation. Once you go in there and you set it up, you set up the dates, you set up the language, you set up all of that, it makes money without you touching anything because a- after you set up everything everything is an automation so now it's feeding your customer without you even being there you just have to take the time to set up the different things uh yeah and 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 i think uh what most people have to understand is i think um and and uh, i think that like the most powerful selling strategy or tactic is actually like um it doesn't work via like direct manipulation if this makes sense i think that mm-hmm. um you it, you can only go so far with like picking up the phone and talking to people or just directly messaging them i think the most effective marketers and the most effective salespeople they understood that um sales really works by via attraction like if you become the person or if you become a very very brand uh sales will become so much more easier um for instance um i had a very very hard time selling my services like three years ago or something before i started the podcast but um after like doing 350 podcasts at this point 50 german podcasts as well uh being associated to so so many like super highly successful people sales is actually like very very easy nowadays so i think that a lot of people they always think about sales that they have to sell 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 but i Mm -hmm. think it's actually much more effective to think about like how you can build up your image how can you can build up your brand, how you can really, really build up a valuable brand. And then, like you said, focus on providing value and providing, uh, really trying to fix problems instead of like directly selling all the time. I think this is where a lot of entrepreneurs go astray, if this makes sense. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah I agree. So, and then uh, with me, yeah. like when it came to building a brand, I, I tried to get into Sally's for a while, but at one point Sally's started coming to us after. Yes, so after, yes, yes. Now they, see you, they don't have no choice yep. but to recognize who you are, respect yeah. who you are, and it, it's a different kind of opportunity when they're asking you and you're not asking them. Because you have all the leverage. It's so much easier then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how are you thinking about financial when it comes to, to, to building your business? Like, um, because like, for instance, like a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, they don't really like have like certain percentages when it comes down to their own salary and they are just like taking money out of the business uh, whenever. And there are like some business owners who have like, yeah, this percent. And so, so, so how are you thinking about your financials? Well, for me, um, when I was growing my business, the first 18 months, I didn't touch it. So I, I was blessed to be able to grow my business and I was still doing hair. So for 18 months, I didn't, all I did was I kept reinvesting into my company, which means I didn't take no dividends. I didn't take no profits. I didn't take $20 to get my nails done. I put everything back into the business because <laughs> I felt like the more I committed, the more it was going to grow. That's how I was able to see from 80,000 to 800,000 because I didn't touch nothing. I didn't touch nothing. Nice. I just put it back into the business. Um, now what I do is I pay myself, um, a certain salary. I can't really say it's a percentage. It just was an amount that I put out there that I felt yeah. like could cover my bills and that I could do things with. 
uh, I need to give myself a raise. But on the other side, on the flip side of it, a lot of stuff that I do because I'm an influencer and an influencer brand, a lot of stuff that I do is a business expense because I'm the image of the, of the company. So yes. I feel like when you get with the right accountant, you can set up things very great to where you can mm -hmm. still live a great life, um, have reasonable taxes, still have reasonable amount of income to claim, and just being smart about the things that you do. Because a lot of people will make a lot of money, but they owe a lot of money too. Yes, yes, yes. So, so basically, um, your advice for everyone who's listening to this, really be serious about your financials when you are growing your business and really make sure that you are firing, finding the right accountant. Correct. And I, I feel like you should pay yourself a salary when it's time. If yeah. you don't, if, cause a lot of people feel like my first thousand dollars, oh, let me go blow it. If you don't need that money, if you don't need that money, put that money back into that business. I felt like I didn't want to take a piece of a thousand. I wanted to take a piece of a hundred thousand. You know, paying myself ten percent a ten percent dividend on a thousand is far different from paying myself a ten percent dividend on a hundred thousand. So that that's that's my advice. If you don't have to touch it, just keep reinvesting in your company until it gets to a point to where you know the gift that you do give yourself is substantial. Yeah. And 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 great advice. And how are you thinking about because you were like talking about uh, a couple of minutes earlier about like, okay, now you are like really, really serious about growing you have like certain numbers that you want to hit instead of like, it's just about okay, like, let's just improve, let's just improve. It's about like really, really hitting certain targets. So um, how do you think about your marketing now? Um, like, uh, you like, know, what's crazy? Like, yeah. I had never had a budget before. I was just, I had never had a marketing <laughs> budget before. And then when um, I hired the executives last year and they started asking questions, I was like, shit, I don't know. I just spend what I know I'm going to make back. Because for me, it's like, <laughs> I want to hire this influencer. But if they want to charge me $50,000 and I know I cannot make that back from them, I'm not going to spend it. But if I want to hire them and, I, and they want to charge 50 and I know I can make four times that, I'm going to spend it. It never had no, oh, well, this is your budget for the year. This is your budget for the year. It just was go, 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 go. If you know you're going to make it back, spend it, make it back, and then go on to the next thing. But now yes. we have a specific amount of money that we have allotted for marketing, and then we funnel it into different things. We we'll have one for social, one for um, digital ads on retail that we have, and it's it's far different now. So, and again, I, I always tell people it's by the grace of God that I've come this far and and have made multiple millions of dollars without having a structure like the average those big companies have and I, i'm learning and, i'm learning and 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 i think for everyone who is listening to this i think what's also super super important to realize is that you don't have to follow the rules. Like, for instance, right. like I'm a big believer in like actually making the business how you want to. Like for yeah. me, like I view my business as this is like my little universe. Like for instance, like um, like um, I'm 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 doing like consulting work, and I basically made it like impossible to work with me because I've realized that I was working with the completely wrong people. Like it yeah. it, it it felt like I'm wasting my time here, and I was working with people who weren't inspiring to me and 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 I, I i had the feeling that they were asking me like very juvenile questions and <laughs> that they should basically like go to another person and work with them so 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 i basically said like okay like 
these are like my standards like and and i basically made it like impossible to work with me because i don't feel like i have to work with everyone i don't feel like i have to sell to everyone and i think this is so important for entrepreneurs to understand to to eventually like like realize that there's so much abundance out there there are so many like great business owners and there are so so many great entrepreneurs and if you really have a great product if you really have a great service and if you're like really really caring about the customer that i think you don't have to do it like everyone else does it like you can really make the business how you want to 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 make it and, and you don't have to follow the rules if this makes sense right so. and don't be don't be scared to be a trailblazer i'd rather be the person yeah. that started <laughs> everybody else that opened the door than to be the person that followed behind and listen i don't mind if somebody's opened the door for me but it, it's a different kind of feeling when you were the trailblazer of it when you were the person that originated when you were the person that people find as that that teaching point you know that oh hey you know this person did it like this yeah totally and um so so where do you want to go with all of this like like what what are the, your your future plan let's let, let's talk about the specifics so probably like most entrepreneurs i know who, who are making 10 million 20 million 30 million they're all shooting for 100 so where do you want to go with this so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want mine to surpass a hundred, but you know, I've seen like two or three companies that have surpassed a hundred million dollars. And I mean, I can reach out and touch somebody that I know that made a hundred million dollars. So knowing that it's possible, it's like, okay, well, if we have an education that I have, I know that I could, I could be able to achieve that in my own way. And I feel like the way God has always showed up and showed out in my life, I'll say one number and he just blows it out the water. So for me, what I would love to do, I find that the, the more I grow, the more of an inspiration I am, the more of an inspiration I am, the more people go after their dreams. So I would love for me to be, I want to measure my success off of impact. So even though those numbers are good, I want to measure my success off of impact because I then am connected to the to, to the success of a lot of people. So it's almost like sowing a seed and you have all of these different seeds growing all over the world. And even though they might not directly be connected to you financially, God counts all of that. So yeah. I, I just I just want my impact to be more powerful than my income. I, I love this and I think um um a lot of entrepreneurs uh they realize at a certain point that no matter like what numbers they they fit in the past like they always want to go above that like for instance uh -huh. in my own personal <laughs> journey like it was always about like if i just never have to work for someone else again if i just could can live off my business like i, I would be the happiest man alive and then you hit this number and and <laughs> you can uh, basically live or pay your rent off your business and you can like uh go to to, to restaurants like a couple of times for a week and you can go out party and travel every now and then then you're like okay like i have to six hit six figures and then you hit six <laughs> figures and seven figures and i think it's so so important to realize that um uh, me having talked to so so many entrepreneurs who are like yeah doing 100 million or 50 million or, or something like that um i think that that it's so important to realize that i think the number doesn't really fulfill us at the end of the day and i no. think that a lot of no. people think that they think that once they have like 5k a month in income or 20k a month in income they will be the happiest man alive and i think you would be happy for a couple of months and but that but then you will just but you, uh, had, you know they had a movie that just came out it's called soul did you see yeah. it 
It's a Disney movie, and Jamie Foxx played it. Um, oh, I, I love Jamie. Right, it was like 1.7 billion streams. Like it has been, I think, the most streamed thing out, and it it was it's such a great movie. It is such a great movie, and it's cartoon. But the yeah. the base of the story was the guy was chasing something, and then he finally got the opportunity to get it. And then once he got it, he it it was an opportunity with music. And then once he got it, he told the person that helped him get the opportunity, okay, so what do we do tomorrow? And she was like, we do this all over again. And he was like. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> and so it's not like he was disappointed, but he expected some aha moments. Some, yes. you know, some. So, so I think yeah. that I think that's where I find my thing at. Like it's like, okay, I did it, you know. But then it's like, what else are we doing? Like, it, I'm not gonna say you don't find no fulfillment, but it, uh, entrepreneurs have this strange obsession. It's like a dog chasing a tail. That once you once you realize that you were able to obtain that. Now you want to obtain more and now you yeah. want to obtain more because then once you, once you want to <laughs> obtain more, you go and do it. But then once you did that, now you want to see more. Yeah. And I think, I think um, most entrepreneurs, like, like some obviously do, but, but most entrepreneurs, they don't make their like money and like huge windfalls, if this makes sense. So I yeah. think you also have the whole like process that you are like always checking your numbers and you're realizing it's going up, up and up. And I think, because it's just a process, you also get used to it. But because I think that like like just very few people they make like huge amounts of money in a windfall, like when they are selling their business or when they are like I had one guy on the podcast who was like uh, in the government contracting business and he sold like a contract for thirty million or fifty million. Like mm -hmm. like I think like most business owners don't sell like crazy mm -hmm. contracts like that. So um, then obviously it's very very different if you are like from doing like one or two million a year to now suddenly you're operating a 30 or 50 million a year business um it's very very different but, but because i think it's and a process you really you can't skip that step either because yeah. if you used to operate one to two million dollars and then they give you a 30 to 50 million dollar account the operations are far different it's not as simple as <laughs> very different very different he, he also your, your like li great guy yeah. is different your liability is different. The your accountability with your employees are different. Your staff is different. All of that, the whole thing changes. The whole trust me. Listen, we went from having um, a warehouse in New Orleans to where we only shipped our e-commerce stuff, and one of my manufacturers shipped out all my store stuff. To now we have to take on everything. So now you have to have what's the damn things that you ride in the um not the. The things that you anyway, we have to have full operations here, and that means I have yeah. to have somebody skilled in the mindset of not being able to drop a pallet on somebody else's head. That's a totally different, yes. totally different set of liability. That's a totally different skill set. That's a totally different type of employee. That's not an employee that you hiring off of an HR service that gets paid minimum wage or whatever else, because the only skill set we searched for before was packing and shipping. Now we're talking about some real crane operators and, you know, like people that oversee the people that, that do all of that. And then I've never had to drive one of them before. So <laughs> it just, it's just and, different. And, and it's funny that you are like mentioning this because um, like I always talk uh, with my brother about like, because like um, at first in the first like one or two years of entrepreneurship and being in business, I really had like a lottery ticket approach to like starting a business. It was like, okay, right. like, 
I'm starting this website and I'm running ads and I would get rich of doing it. And obviously it didn't work. And, and, and um, I think that, that, that um, I always talk with him about it, that I, I'm so glad it didn't work like the easy way, because I think then you don't really become a person of substance, if this makes mm -hmm. sense. Because if you really grew a business sustainably, um, I think that, that, you 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 have you will have so much confidence in yourself like nowadays i know like burn the podcast down fire all my clients delete all my website like delete me from the entire web uh, uh worldwide web and and i, I will f find a way to make a living not like and, and i won't take like more than like a month or two doing that mm -hmm. but but obviously it took me like six years to be in this position so um i think that that um if you like hit it big too early and if you like peak too early i think there can can be like real consequences to it and yeah uh, yeah so um <laughs> so so uh at the end i always ask like five questions to every podcast guest but um before i ask those five like what would you tell them to 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 everyone who's listening to this and keep in mind we have like a few like uh entrepreneurs who are listening to this who are just starting out and they are just looking for advice how to start their business and keep in mind we already have like uh entrepreneurs who are listening to this who are making like low seven figures mid seven figures and so on and so forth um go after everything that you ever wanted to don't let nobody tell you otherwise i don't care how close or far away yeah. they are to you in relation um, if you prayed about it and God gave you the vision, then he will foresee that you have everything for it to happen. Um, and never stop being a student. Never stop being a student. Never be so big-headed that you feel like you know everything. As much as you can, learn everything. And what I mean by that is, if your current set of operations is running well, not saying go change your current set of operations, learn something else that you do not know. Like for me, it was adding, it was something as as, as as simple as added automations. I didn't know nothing about it. My company has made quite a few million without any kind of automation. Added automations and it instantly grew my business. So never, never, never stop being a student and never, ne never feel like you know everything. Um, where can people find you on social media, connect with you, buy your products and so on and so forth? Oh, sure. I am, don't judge my name, The Real BB Judy on social. That's D A R E A L B B J U D Y. My products are found in Walmart, Target, Sally's, and ilovecolors.com. That's I-L-U-V-C-O-L-O-R-S.com. Got it. So uh, the first question, and uh, you probably don't like the question because you're talking <laughs> about, you said that you don't really like books, you know, but... Uh, I'm going to answer it transparently. I'm going to answer it yeah. transparently. <laughs> so so what, what are the three books that influence your life the most? Because I'm not much of a reader, I will be very honest and say that I am very faith-driven. So even though I do not read the Bible all the time, I do know a couple of verses. So the Bible, with its promises and the things that God said will happen for me, uh, I would say the Bible is the biggest one, and I'd have to let it cover all three. Yeah, got it. Second question, what are the three movies that you have enjoyed the most? Oh, this is good. Um I'm a creative, so I love all things creative. But when it comes to movies, I listen, I look at all genres. Uh, I love, and I've remade, we've remade Scarface. Mm, Scarface. You can find that on my social. We've uh, remade Waiting to Exhale also. You can find that on my social. And we've remade, um, what is that thing with Denzel Washington? 
American Gangster. Ah, I love that. Benson is the greatest guy. I want him on the podcast. (laughs) Right, right, right. It's almost like the same way with my music. I listen to gospel, but I also listen to trap. So Ah, it's a little bit of praising God, but it's a little bit of the trap rap that, you know, gets you pumping and going and lets you know, lets you feel like you can take over the world. (laughs) Third question, uh, what are the three most useful products or services that you have bought in recent memory? Um, I think I mentioned one of them. Now, I will say the answer, uh, shameless plug, the answer is something that I recently, like it's, it's one of my products, but because I'm, I'm was considered a new natural, somebody that wears their hair out more often, it, it really does great for, for people that have no idea about maintenance and hair and so forth and so on. So that and then um, Postscripts and Clavio. So I was able to hire somebody that uh, kind of went through my Clavio and put things together for me. Um, yeah, those Got are the it. three. Fourth question, uh, what are the most important revelations that you've had in the last couple of years? And we had some guests who shared something deeply personal about their family life, relationships, travel. So speak about anything you feel comfortable sharing with us. Sure. Uh, understanding that you're, if you do decide to be in a relationship that your support system needs to fully understand the ins and outs of your of your business. Um, meaning if, if you have, I was in a relationship before where somebody didn't know nothing about e-commerce, nothing about marketing, nothing. And so staying up late at night, going record, it, it, it just, it becomes like a different language. So somebody that I'm not going to say necessarily speaks the same language as you, but is open to learn and to fully see the inside of the inner workers of your company or your business. So they're not taken away from it because it's very hard to be successful. If you have somebody, hey, why are you doing this? Why are you spend money on this? Why are you why are you go from the house so long? You know, because it's already hard being an entrepreneur. It's already hard to have to inspire and influence yourself to get up and do the shit that you don't feel like doing anyway. So then, if you have somebody in your ear saying the same thing, it's just not going to work. Yeah. Um, what would you tell? Last question. What would you tell uh, your twenty year old self? What would I tell my twenty year old self? Even though it looks like it, you on your way. Even I mean, even though it doesn't look like it, you're on your way. You on um and not to put so much energy into what people think of you. That's what I would say to myself. <laughs> uh- Thank you. I really, really, really enjoyed this episode. I thought your business and marketing advice was terrific. So I'm very sure that our listeners enjoyed this uh, uh, episode as well. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me.